Hello, and welcome back to Guilt-Free Pleasures. I'm Frank, and with me is Bill, as always, and we are going to be talking today about a song that is very near and dear to my uh, my heart. Uh, and this is a little bit of a, uh, a, a different path than uh, previous episodes. Uh, it's not necessarily a ballad or not a ballad at all, but this is a, uh, a song by Boys to Men called uh, Motown Philly that hopefully uh, um, you will be familiar with. Now, not everybody is uh, familiar with this song, um, as uh, uh, Bill can attest to here. Yeah, I got a story I want to talk about to begin things here. And I was talking to my classes this week. And so I was polling about 52 students. And um, not, uh, not more than three had ever heard of Boys to Men. And of those three, not one of them could name me a single Boys to Men song. I was shocked. And, and that's, that's a little bit heartbreaking considering how incredibly big Boys to Men were in the 1990s. When you talk about like mainstream music success, Boys to Men set record after record after record and won awards and were incredibly popular. Uh, but that was probably more for their uh, their ballads than it was for uh, the song that uh, that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be talking about tonight, um, uh, Motown Philly. That's right. And so I had me thinking that my class that had never heard of Motown Philly. I played Motown Philly for them, and the looks on their faces were just kind of befuddlement, if that's even a word. But um, well, uh, yeah. It's well, at least I, it's a word now because that's what I saw. And uh, Shakespeare um, invented words, so why can't we, right? That's right. We're the new Shakespeare's here at Guilt Free Pleasures. And so um, I was thinking of the movie Coco. Have you seen the movie Coco, Frank? Uh, no, I have not. So it's about a boy who somehow ends up in the afterlife, but I don't think he's dead. I really should have looked over the plot on IMDb before I started this. <laughs> But he goes back, uh, or not back, he goes to the afterlife, and he ends up finding all these people who start to disappear, and and they are disappearing because no one remembers them anymore in the living world. So part of it was that you had to, you have to keep the memory of your ancestors alive by telling stories. And so this is what we're going to be doing today. So I, I have something I want to say about Guilt-Free Pleasures. Guilt-Free Pleasures keeps the songs you love alive. That's what we do here. Now, and that's, uh, that's very important because I think out of all of the uh, Boys to Men songs, uh, Motown Philly has probably got to be my favorite one of them, but it's not the one that's remembered as well as the others. On Bended Knee... Uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Uh, end of the road, one sweet day. These are yeah. all the ones that everyone really thinks about. And when I say everyone, I th- I think probably uh, four people that I know really Certainly think not about. My, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not your grade ten class. No, not no. not not at all. No, but uh, uh, like we had uh, uh, mentioned previously, it's it's the ballads that really 
uh, uh, made Boys to Men popular, but uh, Motown Philly, my goodness, what a fantastic song and what a fantastic way to introduce yourself into the the musical uh, uh, industry and release that song as your very first single and just a, a fantastic, upbeat, positive song. Uh, yeah, and it's really it's a uh, um, it's an origin story, really. Yeah, we, we were talking about this before we started uh, recording, but I can only think of the Monkees as another band that had a full full um, like story that went with like a theme song, like their very first song. I believe like the Monkees they describe themselves as a band, what they're doing, but we know the Monkees. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like a created band by. Uh, I think network studios and all that stuff, but boys to men actually are a, a real group started off in, in high school, uh, performing arts school in Philadelphia. And then, mm-hmm. then sort of made their way to, uh, superstardom. But this song actually kind of gives its own sort of origin or dare I say myth of boys to men within, within the song itself. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, uh, I, I think that boys to men are, would be categorized, um, and I have I'm doing the air quotes here that uh, all of our listeners can obviously see, um, but they're categorized as a boy band. But I think they kind of transcend outside of what a boy band is because they were not manufactured; they came together themselves organically. We know they wrote their own music and lyrics, so you could see this when you see the liner notes for Cooley High Harmony, that first album, that um, they're actually directly involved in parts of the, not so much the production, but uh, definitely in terms of the writing. So this is not like New Kids on the Block or uh, Color Me Bad or any of the other, some of the other bands that were around at that time. This is a different mm-hmm. sort of thing, which which could also explain why they're um, they they still have longevity. I mean, they're still going now, thir- and it's been thirty years since the release of that album. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, thirty years uh, this uh, this April. Well, yeah, you you talked about their their longevity. My uh, my brother and sister in law uh, saw them in concert uh, uh, two years ago on uh, on. Um, uh, Valentine's Day, and I was insanely jealous myself because you know uh, they, that's... They, came, they came through town. Yeah, they came. Did they you came know to that? Niagara Falls. They, yeah, they played at Niagara Falls. That's where my uh, my brother yeah. and sister in law saw them. Yeah, yeah, and they actually swung back through our local university. They had a show at the local university. So I, I in my head, I just assumed, okay, so if they're playing down this, like literally down the street from where I live, they must be on hard times, and so I. I went on to Celebrity Net Worth just to see what's going on. But it turns out, like, Wanya Morris is worth $60 million. Oh! Which is a, um, uh, yeah, it's an incredible sum of money. Well, I mean, they're, they're doing it for the, for the love of the song, the love of the music, right? It's not, uh, not for the money. If they're, if they're playing at Brock University, I don't think uh, uh, they're, they're doing it just, just for a paycheck because I don't think Brock's really going to shell out that much for boys to men to come through well i guess that's another thing we have in common with boys to men is we do this for the love of the music as well oh exactly not just for the money yes. no no not at all i mean we're 
I mean, the money's a big part about it, but uh, I think the love is is more important than the money. That's right. That's right. It sounds like one of these sorts of songs we could have written for Boys to Men. Yeah. Um, you know, back in school, you and I also dreamed about this every day that we would have our own podcast. I mean, there's we didn't know it was a podcast, but we we had dreams. Well, previous to podcasts, we actually um, had a had a little stint uh, on on a radio show. That's right. That's right. Well, so we've always been meant to be here. The dreams did not fade away, Frank. Exactly. Exactly. So, um. Should we go to the lyrics first? Do you want to talk about that? Or I, do you want to go to the, I, I, I thought like we to were already talking too. about the lyrics oh, there. Yeah, that was a pretty sly transition by me. Uh, I know our listeners caught those uh, references. So... I have a I have a, th- a post-it note written above me here that says, um, "All the Philly steaks you can eat," and all the Philly steaks you can eat. Yeah, if a song can reference eating like a specific regional food and still goes to number three around the country, that's that. I'm speechless. That's just so fantastic. <laughs> I just I listened to it. And said, did he just mention Philly steaks? So, I mean, yeah. so this is where um, I just have them in front of me here, but they talk about Motown Phillies back again, doing a little East Coast swing, boys to men going off, not too hard, not too soft. So that's our first introduction outside them saying boys to men four times at the beginning. This is, um, we talked about this before, one of our, the lamentable thing here is that Motown Philly is the only song they did that was not too hard or not too soft. Well, actually, they never did anything too hard. Everything was soft from here on in that I can think about. Yeah, I, everything everything was ballads after after the, the release of this song. This would be the, the only song that would, I guess... Uh, released song anyways that would be categorized as as new jack swing i guess you would you would call it along with right. the um um bell bib devoe uh new edition those those types of bands uh back in the late 80s and early 90s which those bands actually tie directly into who boys to men are and how they got their start right i mean that they reference in the band right away boys to men abc bbd boys to men so that was uh, yeah they even within the song was like hey this is our i mean we talked about the boys to men universe as in mm-hmm. that this is these are all the people with us and in the video they have extra bands in there too um but yeah in, in the um abc another bad creation did you see any of their mm-hmm. videos at all i mean they're they're really young they're like uh I don't. I. They look like they're maybe twelve and fourteen. Is my guess. Yeah, they were. They were high school kids. They were teens at the time. Right. Um, and then yeah. uh, Bell Biv DeVoe was it was in the uh, was in the video as well. And so was Questlove from uh, from the Roots because yes. uh, he yeah. went to the same high school as as uh, as the guys from Boys to Men. 
Right. And there's also a band in there. If you watch the video, and it's around the two minute and a half mark called mm-hmm. Sudden Impact. Yes, and it, that's right. And they just the picture of these guys there. They're, and that was it. They never released an album. They were just they had a nice little photo shoot midway through. So I did find some yeah. of their songs online. And they're actually not bad. It was actually pretty oh, yeah? good. Yeah. So it's um, Boys to Men is the only one who kind of survived the era. I mean, Belle Biv DeVoe is is really um, it's well. They're I think they're back together, but I don't know anything yeah, outside they're, of they're Poison. probably doing the reunion stuff, eh? Yeah. So, but uh, Michael Biven, I mean, he certainly was able to like uh, translate uh, all the stuff he learned from New Edition as a in terms of like just the industry into being a successful manager of boys to men and bringing about a lot of other things, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, but in terms of the song, they're the East coast family and we have them never skipping a beat. They're in Jack black bands with plenty of friends and all the Philly steaks you can eat. That's what I wanted to get to. It's uh, that's pretty incredible. And especially that there's such a new band and so young that, that their mark of success like i think in the 90s when you talk about your mark of success it was how much money you had uh what yep. you know but theirs was about how many philly steaks you're allowed to eat which is yeah uh, <laughs> you know lots would change for them in the years to come but it's just so nice to see their their innocence in that yeah exactly in, yeah in that first single jet black band plenty of friends and all the philly steaks you I'm just looking through. They actually like they mentioned the names of everyone in the band. That's in the 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 rap parts by yep by uh, Biv. Make Mike shine one. You know the mentality. Keep the gift. Um, and he references uh, Wan as the smart one. So Wanya Morris is called the smart one in the lyrics, yep. which I was a, a bit surprised about because then I don't know what you'd have to say about um, bass Mike. Or Nathan Morris and Sean Stockman, but that's that seemed like um, almost setting up characters for the future. I had me thinking about Bass Mike, Mike McCary as being sort of like the he, he seemed like the big man, but he's the bass. But also, mm-hmm. he seemed like he could be if this were a TV show. He'd be he'd be the seemingly tough guy, but tender underneath. That's what I understood him as. And then Nathan yeah, Morris, I, th- I think. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Nathan Morris had a had a character. Uh, w- wasn't it Nathan Morris? He was uh, Alex Vanderpool was a, a name that he would uh, sometimes go by. Yeah, well, that's why I was wondering because in the video they kept mentioned, kept coming up on the bottom of the screen. So he had yeah. his own character. Yeah, fascinating. And, uh, Sean Stockman was slim. Really? Yeah. Well, where'd you learn this, Frank? Well, tell me some more. <laughs> the liner notes of the tape that I bought when the when it first came out. Okay. Good. Well, there you go. You're ahead of me on this. I'm making things up, but they were actually real characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mike McCary was was bass, and I, I forget uh, what uh, what the other what Morris was. was. Yeah, yeah. Wanya, but he's he's the smart one according to Biv. So uh, yeah, at least in we'll, the song. We'll, we'll we'll look that up. We'll look that up in in the interim here, and uh, we'll we'll come back to right. that. But um, I think it's we we could talk about. Uh, how they actually got their start though because it's referenced right in the song yeah uh that uh they there was a the group that came uh they had the group already formed and they were at a uh a new edition 
uh, concert. And they ran into Michael Bivens at the uh, uh, backstage. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think they actually snuck backstage. That's correct. And, and if the if the story is also if the story is also true, they weren't looking for Michael Bivens. They were looking for Will Smith. So Will Smith in in the early '90s had a very very successful rap career. Um, and so they were they were looking for for Will to to give their to give a uh, a demonstration to and give them their 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 demo tape and they ran into Michael Bivens and they they threw down some uh, some acapella uh, some bars and and uh, sang a song there and basically right there they were pretty much pretty much signed. That's right. I I did you watch the clip I sent you today of the new edition movie where they have a recreation of the Boys to Men audition scene no i have no. not unfortunately that's okay I, yeah, that's okay frank uh that's fine that's fine i can just <laughs> tell you all about it but it was a yes. uh, bit of myth making in itself where it was there out there but i mean certainly i'm pretty sure this must be a tv movie for the level of acting um not to be mean about it i mean i'm no actor but uh they're pretty earnest uh, everybody in the uh in the film and when Boys to Men came out and they played for him, you could see like they're, they're building its own sort of myth making around Michael Biven be- becoming this this um, genius manager. Now check this out. One day battle Billy, four guys wanted to sing. They came up to mess up, but what's your name? Boys to Men. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And then I said, all right, fellas, well, let me see what you can do. And then a smile when they won you said, yo, Mike, check this out. See if this one moves. Uh, how about the, we talk about the video. I feel like I can't, I, I, I'm so, uh, excited to dive into this video. And if only my students could understand how great this is. I, I tried to play it for the class, but realized probably wasn't entirely appropriate, uh, use of <laughs> board time. Well, was it, uh, was it math or English? Math. It's uh, math. So it, it was a tough connection. There's there's numbers there's numbers in the name I, I I think you can make that uh, that's right that uh. so here's one thing I noticed in the video because we we 1991 we're uh by the time this is hitting the charts like it, like it's going up the charts in the summer um, we're now entering grade nine ourselves in in fall of 91 and so um, by then the we've kind of gone on with the band through those years and what they became over the next four years for us was the sort of balladeers big time balladeers who who are super successful but in this Mm -hmm. video i forgot that they did so much dancing yeah i know Uh, right and so when i i was originally going to say it looks like the way the video is shot that they really can't dance and that they can only handle dancing for about 30 like maybe 15 seconds where they'd all dance together and then at, mm-hmm. at some point, it looked like Michael McCary was kind of losing his footing. But then I watched a video today of them performing live at the Apollo Theater in 1991. And they were really dancing and really dancing well in terms of like their their moves are in sync. They're, they're, they're moving around. They're 
they're singing while they're jumping up and down. You can tell that they're actually singing because they're coming in and out of the vocals. And they okay. were like, this is a completely different band than the one that I was thinking about. And I like this band. Yeah, yeah. They the the video is definitely they uh um definitely had a lot of fun yeah. in the video and and uh and whatnot. It was nice to see them that breaking character. Like so Michael McCary, so he's bass Mike, he's supposed to be understood as being like um kind of the Barry White of the group is what they framed yeah. him as as they went on in the other videos. But in this one, you can see him giggling when he's trying to sing along with the lyrics at one point. And and yeah. I, and I remember like the beginning they're singing and three of the four of them are wearing glasses, which which in, back in those days you wouldn't be wearing gla- like they, they they were framed as like uh, just normal guys right like I they did I don't remember them wearing glasses again other than sunglasses and and future videos but they actually had on prescription glasses which to me is yeah. unheard of in R and B that I can think of. Yeah, and and the uh, uh, as as the group sort of uh, developed and as uh, as they uh, sort of grew and everything, they kind of had a bit of a almost a nerd core look yes. to them. They always wore like sweater vests and like, like kind of preppy nerdy uh, uh, vibe that they had going on. Um, but yeah, like they were just, but they were just all about it they were all about uh, the the fun and and uh, and just enjoying themselves in, in that uh, video for um for Motown Philly yeah and you could definitely see they like Gino's steaks there were certain places in Philadelphia that they, that were sort of like reference points that you could see and I, uh, I have I have two very big regrets about going to Philadelphia and one of them is not going to Gino's steaks for I was I was told that that's where you get your your Philly cheesesteak. Really, I didn't go there, unfortunately. What's the second regret, Frank? The second one is uh oh my goodness, this is this is embarrassing. Um, so I was there, uh, and my friend and I were were walking around on the Sunday morning before we had to uh to catch our flight home, and uh, we were actually approached by a group of I think they were university kids. And they said, "Hey, can we like just can we just sing to you guys here? <laughs> like they, these guys are really good." And seriously, it, it was an acapella group. And they said, "Like let we we just want to sing. We're gonna like kind of film it or whatever, and yeah. uh, and wh- whatever you want to hear, we'll 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 sing." My biggest regret in life is I'm in Philly and I did not ask them to sing Motown Philly. Wow. Yeah. Now, now, was this boys to men? No, no, it okay. wasn't boys to right. men. I, 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 I don't think. Uh, I think I'd, I'd still be in, in my coma if I got to meet them. That's right. That's but, right. Uh, no, I, I asked them to sing Carly Rae Jepsen, which I don't, not a bad choice. Right. But my goodness, did I make that was a, a bonehead move on my part. Yeah. I had, I had a great opportunity to hear Motown Philly in Philadelphia. Wow, so sung I, by an acapella group and just blew it. If we go to Philadelphia, what's the chances that mm-hmm. we get approached by a group of doo-wopers and then we can make this happen? I'm not sure. Uh, you're not an attractive girl, so... I mean, you're an attractive no, man, no, that's but okay. I, I think that it was... That's okay, uh, that was part of it, huh? Okay, yeah. well, we'll, uh, well, then there goes that dream. 
So yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, when I was in Philadelphia, I walked in front of traffic and I almost got hit by a car and the guy rolled down his window. And this is what I, when I think of Philadelphia, I always remember this. He's like, hey man, no problem, just keep walking. He's totally, totally kind. And like, this really is a, a city of brotherly love. And I'm, uh, and that's my Philly story. No one's saying for me, but a guy chose not to hit me with a car, even though he probably was in full rights because I wasn't following um, the traffic laws. This is, uh, this is, you know, another good reason why Motown Philly exists, why the song exists. You, you're, you're singing about a, a about a town that you're really proud of, and uh, Boys and Men obviously very proud of their city. That's right. I um I had this idea for uh, what we can do to help out boys to men because uh, I think they've fallen. I mean, I've, I've been, I mean, they have a lot of money, but in terms of yeah. artistically, creatively, I think there's been some struggles just because things have changed so much. You have, um, I mean, there's, there's must always be a market for them in a certain range, but to reach out to like mm-hmm. the generation of kids I'm teaching, we're going to have to come up with something uh, particularly special to bring them back and I have an idea so I'm going to throw this down you tell me what you think I think there should be either a boys to men movie or a boys to men Broadway musical in the same sort of way they did Bohemian Rhapsody for Queen the name of the movie or Broadway musical we're going to decide whether it will be a movie or Broadway musical here and now it's called Motown Philly colon back again. The colon will be a punctuation mark. Won't say colon, but Motown oh, Philly. Okay, it's yeah. I, I saw. It, I threw you off there. Motown Philly back again because it's going to be. It's going to reference the original song, but the back again yeah. being this the, in the lyrics will also be part of the. T- it might be the tagline underneath, like Motown Philly, and then underneath it'll yeah. say back again, back again. Yeah. I like that. I think I think that would uh that would that would fly. Yeah. So here here's some ideas I have. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this. I probably should have thought more about the song itself, but the musical is really in my <laughs> head. Uh it would it would go through their early days in school and then mm-hmm. it would also go into their sort of early triumphs as well. But they would, the meeting with new edition would be a centerpiece uh of the, yes. at the beginning and then it and then it shows their big successes. And then, um, and then it's got to move to like where Mike McCary's like back troubles come up, and he hides it from the band, and then he's not showing up for gigs, and they fire him. I think that's what happens. Something like that happened, and so that's why he's no longer in the band. But he never told them he had uh, multiple sclerosis. So this would be part of mm-hmm. the story, and um, I think at some point towards the end of the movie. I can't decide whether it's going to be them singing One Sweet Day, which I think is more about people who die in your family, but it could be about Mike McCary. And Mariah Carey would come down as an angel from the rafters if it was in... Oh, she doesn't have to come down as an angel. She is That's an angel. right. That, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. So that would be part of it. Or they would be singing End of the Road. And just as... They're, the three of them are singing. Bass Mike shows up for his spoken word part, and they come back together, and then it and then it goes back into the Motown Philly reprise to end, and everyone's going to be happy because 
they've been listening to ballads for an hour and 45 minutes, but they finally get <laughs> to hear Motown Philly they finally get again. That's uh no, I'd I'd watch that. Perfect. Uh, should we do Broadway or should Broadway first, then we do it into a movie? I think that's how we can maximize profits here. I think so too. Yeah. We should probably get uh get permission from Boys to Men to actually do this too. Yeah. Oh well, I think this is for them. And I'm really looking forward to getting that band back together. Oh, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to meeting the band. Because this is definitely going to happen. You've you've heard it here, listeners, that uh, uh, guilt-free pleasures is now in the movie and uh, a Broadway play producing business. Yeah, I like to think that we're kind of extending uh, this this uh, this project into other realms. Now, when you meet um, Boys to Men, Frank, could you do me a favor and not ask them to sing Kylie Ray Jepsen? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises, but. Uh, I, I'll, I'll write myself like a little reminder note. I, I'm pretty sure that they would do a kick-ass version of Call Me Maybe, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the maybe on their comeback, that could be a bonus track. Since by Maybe they could tour together. I would see that concert in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got big plans. So, uh, so um, you know, Mike, Nathan, Wanya, Sean, reach out to us and uh, we we got some ideas for you. Yeah, we could uh, we could uh, uh, talk over Philly cheesesteaks. That's right. We uh, all right. We've covered a lot of ground here. I feel like um, there's some things I, I I didn't get to talk about that I I had like Cooley High Harmony as an album reference that movie Fi- Cooley High. Yes, uh, which the uh, the song "It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday," which was. The big song from from that album that's right uh, was written for that for that movie back in 1975. So they that was a that was a cover song, and I didn't know that until recently. Yeah, me too. And it, research for this, so it's uh, I was surprised no one talked about that being a movie when I just thought it was a really odd title for an album, Cooley High Harmony. Yes, yeah, same here. Yeah, so yeah, um, and also I mean the album in and of itself is a, it's a fantastic album. Uh, but the third single, which is a, a completely underrated song in my mind too, uh, "Ooh Ah," yes. Listen to it. I mean, I know you're getting worked up with my uh, my my sensual uh, pronunciation of 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 the song title there, but uh, great song, underrated song. Did not uh, get as much airplay as uh, um, as the other two, probably because it was maybe too sexy for radio but uh but yeah no the album's fantastic but in my mind really the standout song is motown philly like the introduction um for that band into the world just unbelievable yeah. unbelievable yeah. song one of the, one of the greatest introductions to a band and a band with its own mythology baked right yes into the song. yes pretty incredible yep a uh, little yep. bit of trivia for you frank what was boys to men's original name Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? I'm not going to Google it. Unique attraction. That's right. Well, I feel we've done some good here today. And um, if this was Coco, then this band would be alive forever because of what we did here today. So we're the real heroes here. Uh, Guilt-Free Pleasures is keeping bands alive that deserve to be alive. And uh, I think that's a fitting way to close this off. I'm Bill. 
I'm Frank, and uh, thank you for listening to uh, Guilt-Free Pleasures.